This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 101. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and I'm here with documentary filmmaker Karen O'Hearn. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. That's me. I'm a husband. So we're going to go ahead and start with a story. And something happened recently that reminded me of this story. Hey, welcome back, actually. Let me start with that. Hey, where have you <laughs> thanks, been? Thanks for joining me on the podcast. We're going to do an update soon, um, as in a few minutes after oh, I tell yeah, this right. story. Uh, so you can hear what we've been Go up right to. Into it. Okay, People here's the story. Um, a few years back, Cameron needed some dental work. Yeah. And so he went into uh, the dentist's office. Was it a root canal um, or a crown? I don't remember because I've had a, that year. I had a lot of dental work done, <laughs> but um, I loved this dental office, and I felt like I was home here. I felt like everyone treated me the nicest way they could, and yeah, I loved going <laughs> into this place and really loved the dentist. You know, I like female dentists because they're more gentle <laughs> and like. They, they feel like a nurse, you know, they're taking care of you. Yeah. Can I, I wait, I'm, can I do a little side note? Remember yes. when you drove past that place and it was called gentle dentistry and you were like, come on, come Why on. did you not call yourself gentle dental? <laughs> that would have been a game changer. They would have made millions of dollars. Um, yeah, but if you have a dentist who's a man, I mean, it, it feels like he's just working on a project and like taking his tools to your mouth so i liked going to this place i liked my dentist i felt like i was home and then uh cameron as you know when you're at the dentist's office and they're working in your mouth it can be difficult to respond to their questions well, or to talk to them they even. pried my mouth open so i could not close it <laughs> So the so the dentist so, was do, working on Cameron's mouth, and she kept saying things like, "Oh, it looks like this is going to take a little longer, Brandon." Okay, <laughs> she, Brandon, how you doing? And all I could say is, "Uh huh." <laughs> the whole time she called him Brandon. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I thought I could trust her. I thought she knew me. <laughs> So the reason How does that relate? Okay. <laughs> because I thought of that story because recently Cameron has been working on a Kickstarter project for a documentary that he's going to be doing on uh the Latin Mass. It's called The Mass of the Ages. And throughout this Kickstarter, Cameron's been doing some interviews on Facebook Live and maybe we can just like link to those interviews cuz you have oh, a YouTube channel now. Yeah. And one of the interviews was with um, Scott Hahn. And well, actually, the one the I I know the connection you're about to make, and okay. the one you're thinking of is uh, Peter Kraft. I think it was one of my first. Ones. Oh, okay, okay. So it was with Peter Kraft, and so so one of the people who sh- like was sharing a bunch of our content shared something like a bunch of you know excited faces emojis and said oh my goodness i'm so excited for this interview coming up because it had peter craft and myself it had like both of our faces and our names yep and so then someone commented (laughs) underneath it something along the lines of oh this looks great but who's cameron (laughs) o'hearn 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's great. It was uh, it was amazing. I got to interview here intellectual heroes, people I looked up to, and uh, I do not. I still don't know how I got those interviews. It had to have been king jesus wanted me to have those interviews yeah let me just say who you interviewed because it was really exciting so um peter kraft was your first one and then matt frad matt frad and then uh daria little yeah and there was eric sammons Sammons. dr peter kwasniewski yeah and scott hahn yeah somehow Yeah, I get that question so often. How how did you get to interview Scott? I'm like, no, no one knows who I am. It's not, (laughs) it's not because of my name at all. Um, So that was incredible. It's because the Lord wanted it to happen. Yeah, Yeah, and the Kickstarter fully funded last week, and we hit all three of our stretch goals yesterday when the Kickstarter ended. Just been a phenomenal journey. Um, I wonder if in a future episode we'll like go into that more. Yeah. Because that's not really the topic of this episode, but. Yeah. I think what we can do is at least link to the website if people are interested and want to check it out. And um, yeah, because it has been uh, over, like a little over a month long. And I mean, it's been a big part of our life along with another new addition yeah that little to girl. our family ellen so imelda <laughs> ellen imelda ellen is named after little nelly of holy god and um she is the reason why pope saint pius, pius the, the tenth. tenth that's right uh speaking of <laughs> <laughs> i'll go you get her. Grab her? You can finish talking. um why pope saint pope pius the lowered the communion age um little nelly was uh four years old and um was with living with religious sisters and she had just a great grasp of jesus and the blessed sacrament and would be able to sense even if um one of the sisters had gone to mass or not because she could sense that christ was still um within that sister and uh, so she's named after, our little Ellen is named after uh, little Nellie. Ellen was her baptismal name. And then um, Blessed Imelda, uh, which I think um, more of you are probably familiar with. But um, she was uh, slightly older. I can't remember her age. Maybe seven? Maybe seven or eight? Um, and she, when she received her uh, First Holy Communion, she died in ecstasy. So... Our Ellen Imelda is named after two uh, little girls who loved Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And she joined our family at the end of June. And it has been crazy. I was telling Cameron, the more kids we have, the more I regret ever having given advice to other parents <laughs> up to this point uh, because it's just uh, you learn new things with each kid as many of you know and uh, all your kids are so different and um, all of you that have kids that are 15 months apart or less I applaud you because uh, it. this is the first time we've had uh, two that close. 
and it has been uh, more challenging, I would say. Um, but it's been a joy, and all our kids just love Ellen, and um, especially Faustina, who's um, a little over a year now. She's uh, 14 months, and she just loves her little sister. So we are happy and we are tired and we are getting back into the swing of things. I'm really happy. Are you? I am. Okay, that's good. Okay. (laughs) Here she is with the fresh diaper. Thank you, Cameron. I I only say say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because it's been difficult. Yeah. Um, I know you're sharing a little bit about that, but... Getting back in the swing of things and like there's a certain way you want to operate, run your life. You want to pray in the morning. You want to do homeschool every day. You want the house to not be chaotic. Uh Uh-huh. But that's not feasible. Right. And that's difficult. Yeah. And I get stressed out. And sometimes I take it out on my husband. <laughs> and uh <laughs> just yesterday actually I think it was yesterday yesterday morning when I said we don't have to go too too much longer on this I know I'm talking a long time but um I woke up in the morning and things were just crazy and <laughs> I was uh feeling like overwhelmed and we were just jumping into things and and so I said, I'm just going to take the kids on a drive and go get a coffee. And um, I'm just going to take the kids on a drive and go get a coffee. And they can listen to an audiobook, and I can just have some quiet. Because they're strapped in. They can't go anywhere. Yeah. And the babies will nap. And then I'll listen to Sally Clarkson. Give me some inspiration. <laughs> Shout out to Sally Clarkson. <laughs> you got to get her on the podcast. I know. We've been saying that for a while. Can you guys help us get Sally on the podcast? Can you tweet at her? And she's stuff? she's releasing a new book called Awaking Wonder. So I wonder if I can get her to promote her book on my podcast. Maybe. Let's Do see. it. Okay. Do it. So I'm going to read a scripture, kind of set the mood. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to read from DeSales and what he says about the topic. And then I want you to react to it. Okay. Because the thing about having four kids is you can't plan for much, mm-hmm. like, of what you're doing. So this this podcast is planned very little, and I want to uh-huh. just get your reactions to these things. Okay. okay. This is from Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, starting at verse 10. I have seen the business that God has given to the sons of men to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's mind. Yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has made it so in order that men should fear before him. All right, switching over to DeSales. The rivers which flow gently through our plains bear barges of rich merchandise, 
and the gracious rains which fall softly on the land fertilize it to bear the fruits of the earth. But when the rivers swell into torrents, they hinder commerce and devastate the country, and violent storms and tempests do the like. He gives another example here. Flies harass us less by what they do than by reason of their multitude. And so great matters give us less disturbance than a multitude of small affairs. Ooh. Talk to me. Yeah, let's speak into me. Um, a multitude of small <laughs> affairs. <laughs> so I have been... That is a great choice. I have been... Uh, I would use the word overstimulated by everything. When I come to Amber in the morning, I'm like, what are you, what are you up to today? She just says, I got a multitude of small affairs. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yep, sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, just because I know many of you can relate to this, but because um, there's a lot of crying and a lot of, hey, mom, look at this. Hey, mom, this. Hey, mom, this. Hey, mom, that. <laughs> and I'm trying to I can to only do... survive like 20 minutes of that and you go... <laughs> All day. And I'm trying to do laundry, and there's just, and there's stuff everywhere, and there's, you know, I'm just, I feel um, overstimulated, overtouched, because everyone's touching me, everyone's talking at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I feel just, uh, by the end of the day, I'm like, whew, okay, I just need a little bit of alone time, and then... It's like the the night gets away. Yeah. I mean, it just like goes over so quickly, and then it's like, okay, we're going to bed, and we're starting it again. And we're staying up late to try to get in time together, and then yeah, it affects the next morning too. Right. Yeah, and then you're like you said, you're going to bed. It's like, like I I think it was two nights ago after we we watched a show on Netflix and we we're going to bed. We like forgot what day it was. Like, <laughs> We gotta just do this again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it feels so. It can feel so monotonous sometimes. I mean, right. much less for me because I, at least in my job, I get to do. I get to do different things and creative things. But for you, it feels like a lot of time you're doing the same thing again and again. Right. Yeah, and we we're we we're talking this morning um, about uh, something that Saint Francis de Sales says, I don't know if you were going to share that quote later too, about um, the way that we uh, see success. I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, versus the way that God sees success. You want me to read it? Yeah, that'd be great. Great. In all your affairs, lean solely on God's providence, by means of which alone your plans can succeed. Meanwhile, on your part, Work on in quiet cooperation with him, and then rest satisfied that if you have trusted entirely to him, you will always obtain such a measure of success as is most profitable for you. Mm, yeah. Whether it seems so or not to your own individual judgment. Yes, yes. Can we just read it again, that last part? <laughs> yes, read that again, because I was kind of interrupting. Um. Work on in quiet cooperation with him, and then rest satisfied 
that if you have trusted entirely to him, you will always obtain such a measure of success as is most profitable for you. Yeah, because I think how I see success, I just, you know, at the end of the day, things look crazy in the house, and maybe I only, you know, did a little math with the kids today for homeschool. I didn't get what I wanted to accomplish. And it can feel like, oh, was today even a success? Uh because it just seemed so crazy and I don't feel like I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But in God's eyes, it was a success because I embraced God's will. Mm. And I mean, if I embraced God's will and I uh, chose to practice his presence and love him through uh, my work and my labors and loving my kids. So even if it didn't appear like a success to me. It was what God wanted for the day. And as long as I embraced that or tried to embrace that, then it was a success. Do you agree? Yeah. And I think more so than just from an internal perspective, we could talk about, yes, you know, doing God's will and how that's the most profitable thing you can do. But also I think we're depositing our efforts into our children now and we're just not seeing the return yet Mm -hmm. in most things Mm -hmm. and we're not going to see the return until they become adults Mm -hmm. (laughs) and start making choices and we're going to see the ways we failed but more importantly to what we're saying is we're going to see a lot of the ways that we've borne fruit Mm. from day in and day out 52 weeks out of the year yeah (laughs) just doing the same thing again and again oh that's so good yeah so i i we hope that that's an encouragement to you who are listening as well who are in the same boat as us or maybe even in deeper water (laughs) (laughs) you're in a better boat than us you have more little associates running around maybe you're in a little canoe yep but that the the small things that your little what was it little bees little flies oh affairs your small affairs are a multitude of small affairs yes so the multitude of small affairs even if you're not seeing any of those fruits and like whatever you do just gets undone in a few seconds later (laughs) um know that you are setting an example of virtue for your kids. You are loving them and forming the foundation that's going to, that we'll see the fruits of later. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, our oldest is six, so (laughs) (laughs) obviously we're not pros. Uh, Is that encouraging for you to hear right now? I feel like you're kind of talking to yourself too. I am talking to myself. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of next week, you know, when I'm still going to work and we still have four kids. Yeah. And you still need to sleep in because you're tandem nursing. Yeah. You're nursing two two little ones. And yeah. So what are you going to do about it next week? How are you going to 
you know, trust entirely to him? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I think if I can remember in the moment, which is hard to do, that, um, that this is God's will. And even when everyone's like talking at me and touching me, if I can just like (laughs) take a, take a breath. People picturing like you tandem nursing two kids, like our other two kids on your feet. And I'm like behind you, like kissing you from behind, like trying to get a smooch from you. Everyone's touching you all day. Oh gosh. But if I can just remember, like take a breath in those moments and be able to say to myself, this is how I'm growing in virtue. This is how I respond to this. My kids are going to see and Mm. it's going to impact them. It's most profitable to you. That's what he's saying. Mm. Like if, if you did today, what was directly in front of you, the kind of as reality presents itself, God's will presents itself. You just do those things. Even if they feel monotonous, it will be most mm. profitable to you. Yeah, that's so good. And I think we can recognize that. I think one example is looking to my mom or to your parents, where they are in their life now. Mm-hmm. Seeing like, oh, that looks... I mean, every, you know, everyone's busy. Everyone has concerns at different states in life. But you can see how there is some sort of like a finish line in terms of your children growing up. And yeah. you're like, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You see them living their lives and growing yeah. their families. And there's a sense of, oh, yeah, this is our, the traditions and the values that we instilled in our children are mm. being passed on. And what you wouldn't give to have another day of monotony. Yeah. With your little kids again. Yeah. <laughs> I try and remember that when I can, when I hear the, hey, mom, hey, mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> yeah. Across the house. So that I can, because I'm not going to, you know, several years from now, we might not be hearing, hey, mom, hey, mom, hey, mom. And so I just want to, I just want to love that and embrace it. Mm-hmm. And. You know what I'm excited for, though? What are you excited for? Is when we're retired (laughs) and our kids come over after we've slept in, after we've gone to mass and we have like donuts with our crew, with our mass crew, other older people. (laughs) And then we're playing a board game with our family, our kids. Yeah. And I'm reading the newspaper. What are you going to be doing? I want to play board games and read the newspaper. Yeah, I'll probably be reading... A book. (laughs) Just a book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That sounds fun. Do you have anything else exciting you're you're planning on doing? I don't know. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Maybe finish all those baby books. You could patch my jeans. (laughs) I could. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Iron your clothes. Finally. (laughs) You're going to be the best dressed best looking old man at daily oh, mass man. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so let, let me read we'll end with this um and if you have any more reactions you can share that at the end but here's what here's like the advice to sales gives okay did you want to say anything just, either i feel like i, I said talked things. a lot okay yeah 
Okay. Yeah, I was a comic relief. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and there's a kid crying. Okay. Speaking of, he says, imitate a little child whom one sees holding tight with one hand to its father, while with the other it gathers strawberries or blackberries from the wayside hedge. Even so, while you gather and use this world's goods with one hand, always let the other be fast in your heavenly father's hand. And look round from time to time to make sure that he is satisfied with what you are doing at home or abroad. Beware of letting go under the idea of making or receiving more. If he forsakes you, you will fall to the ground at the first step. When your ordinary work or business is not especially engrossing, let your heart be fixed more on God than on it. And if the work be such as to require your undivided attention, then pause from time to time and look to God. Even as navigators who make for the haven they would attain by looking up at the heavens rather than down upon the deeps on which they sail. So doing, God will work with you, in you and for you, and your work will be blessed. The end. That's great. Thanks. Uh, I think the the key phrase um, is... Letting go of the father's hand to try to do more work, to try to get more done. Like, you're like, I don't have time for this. Or, of course, I can't pause for 10 seconds because, you know, there's this mess or this task that needs to be done. And you're trying to, to drum up more success or do more work. And you're forgetting that that's when you fall. That's when you like. So, do you have any more thoughts yeah, on that? That's I know so it's good. Um, I'm, I, it reminds me of also something I read in uh, from St. Teresa of Avila. Um, Here, she let me take said, that girl. Okay, thanks. This was from um, Interior Castle, and she was, um, she was talking about prayer, and she said, Provided that we do not abandon our prayer, the Lord will turn everything we do to our profit. So as long as we have the Lord in mind and are not abandoning him, everything we do is going to be, he's going to turn everything um, for good. Amen. So, Thanks so much for listening and thanks for being patient Yes, with us. Having four kids, running a Kickstarter. I'm trying to get close enough to the mic. <laughs> um, we know all, a lot of you are in the similar boat, so... Mm-hmm. Solidarity. We got this. (laughs) Thank you all so much. And uh, we continue praying for you in our daily rosary. And um, I'll just go ahead and close us in prayer now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time this morning to, um, to share and to think about you and how you're working in our lives. I pray, Lord, for all those who are listening today, that you would um, give them the the grace that they need and um, the peace that they need and the joy uh, to do their tasks and what you have ahead of them today. 
And Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for our families. And we offer this day to you in your holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, friends. You have been listening to Diapers and Disciples. To find out more about the podcast, you can visit diapersanddisciples.com. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Diapers and Disciples. To learn more about supporting the show, visit patreon.com slash diapers and disciples. Thanks so much for listening today. Until next time, God bless.